0: You're listening to episode 67 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Did you know that our living space carries energetic flow? Or did you know that the way we have our home set up could be causing disturbances in our everyday lives? Let me ask you a different question. Are you still wearing your ex-boyfriend's hoodie? Or maybe you're still holding on to something that your ex-girlfriend gave you? Well, my friends, it is time to learn just how powerful our space and what we have in it is. Today's guest is feng shui expert, Patricia Loham. Before we meet Patricia, I wanted to do two things. First of all, thank you all so much for making the very first Fuel Your Life Friday episode a hit. If you missed the news, each Friday I'm releasing a new mini episode as part of my Fuel Your Life Friday series which is also a new series. These episodes are short and sweet and to the point, but they are packed with actionable tips, tricks, and leveling up challenges that are sure to help you fuel your life. Next thing that I wanted to bring up, well, it's been a minute since I have done a review of the week, so here we go. This one comes from Akon Mun. And it reads, I was honored to be on Lauren's podcast. Not only is she very fun and easy to talk to, but I felt like she teed me up to share actionable tips with the audience while helping them see the big picture. This is perfect for entrepreneurs. I love when guests leave reviews almost as much as I love when listeners leave reviews. To have your review featured, drop your review on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Stitcher And if your podcast provider doesn't allow reviews, just head over to mindbizlife.com. You can leave a review through the website. All the reviews get featured on the website regardless, so it's just an easy way for you to do it. Remember that your reviews help others find this podcast, plus they act as feedback to me. Okay, are you ready to meet Patricia and learn more about feng shui? You know what to do, tune in, turn it up, let's go.
1: You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life, conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith.
0: Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. Today's guest is helping women accelerate success through powerful environments. Patricia Lohan is a feng shui expert, a healer, and a passionate entrepreneur who has shaped her dream life living between Bali, New York, and Ireland with her husband. Patricia, I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to talk to you too, Lauren. Oh, you know, I'm also really excited because as I told you before, the stars kind of aligned with this episode as I was researching today's topic the day before I received your guest inquiry. But before we dive into learning more about your journey and what you do, I have to ask a really important question. What is the proper way to pronounce feng shui, because I've heard feng shui, feng shui, I don't even know, all these different variations. Is there a right or wrong way to pronounce it?
1: No, for me, it's more important that you're implementing it than you're pronouncing it correctly. Um, I say feng shui, um, but I have heard it in every other variation possible. And even like literally the first line of my book is, it doesn't matter how you say it, feng shui, shui, whatever. Doesn't matter. Like, honestly, the power in feng shui is the implementation. Yeah. I
0: love that you say that because last night I, I downloaded your ebook and I, my friend and I were like having this discussion, like, well, how do you say it? How do you say it? And I love it. The first line was, it doesn't matter how you pronounce it. We start cracking up and I'm like, well, I still want to know how she says it. <laughs> so will you, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, will you tell us exactly what is feng shui?
1: So feng shui is a ancient practice that is 5,000 years old that helps bring your home into harmony and balance. For me, feng shui is this... um it's like the missing piece of the jigsaw when it comes to manifesting and creating an environment and a life that you love um, to look at and to live. Really what we're doing is making sure that your home is completely aligned energetically to support what you want and make sure that it is not causing some issues in your life.
0: Mm. So tell us about your journey. How, how did you get to this place in life? and Has, has feng shui always been part of your way of living?
1: Um, so I'm from the West coast of Ireland and I moved house a lot of times growing up. So I think I, my last count is like 22 times. We just moved a lot. My parents wow. like bought a house and then upgraded to another house and then changed their mind that it wasn't enough parking or it was too small. It was too many bathrooms. It was not, enough. they just couldn't decide what they wanted. Um, and when I was 15, we finally moved into what they promised us to be our forever home, which lasted three years, but <laughs> we moved into a, a house, and um, it was the first time I was going to have my own bedroom um, that I wasn't sharing with my sisters. So this was a big deal. And for some reason, the universe conspired to get me into feng shui. I asked for books about it for Christmas. None of my family are into it. Well, they are now, but they weren't then. They were like, "What is she? What, yeah. what is this stuff? Like, oh, leave <laughs> Patricia. I've always just been a bit of a black sheep, anyways. So they're like, okay." <laughs> So I did feng shui in that bedroom. I read the book. I was just like totally hooked. Um, and I got to this place where that I think this is where a lot of people can get to is they get to a place they're reading it, and then it gets a little bit confusing, and a little bit like not really sure. And then there's all these rules and guidelines and blah, 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 like best practices. And for me. Um, that's where I kind of got a bit lost and that was obviously I was 15. I had other things on my mind, boys, short skirts and going out. Um, <laughs> but this was something that really stuck with me. Um, as I then went on a journey of really, um, not necessarily, it was self discovery in my later twenties, but, um, I decided that I didn't want to be a black sheep and I would follow everyone else, go to university, get a job in, in business and not be an entrepreneur cause that's what my parents were. Um, and just be like a rebel against them. But there is no way you can take the entrepreneur out of an entrepreneur when you're like born with it. Yeah. So um, I just didn't like being told what to do. Um, I hated being trapped in a cubicle. Like So I kind of quit all of that and then um, my dad um, decided to come out of retirement and I said to him, I'll come help you. So I went and helped him when he set up a bar, restaurant, and off-license. and Really, the big thing in that lesson was I decided that I would help him fulfill his dreams while completely ignoring me or ignoring the fact that I did have a dream or a vision, so I continued to fulfill his dreams and put everything in place for him to live out his his destiny um for about seven years um and in my late twenties, my um mom went to visit my, my my parents actually both went to visit my sister in australia and um they came back and everyone was like, "Oh, was he so sad? Your daughter's so far away." Blah blah blah. And mom was like, "No, she's so happy. Like, I'm really happy that she's happy." And she walked into our business and she saw me, and like the penny just dropped. And she's like, "Oh my god! Like, Nicola's happy in Australia, but Patricia is freaking. Where's my daughter gone? She's right. so miserable." Um. So I was going through a real like transformation on the inside I would go home and cry every Friday like I had everything that you kind of tick the list I had a lovely two-door BMW I had a great CV apartment I had this great job like you know it was like an envious position in the business like it was all looked like I had it all going for me but I was a total wreck mm. <laughs> like in the inside yeah and and my mom said it to me. She's like, Patricia, I think you need to leave. And, you know, at this stage, I was like, what What the hell am I going to do? I've been doing this for seven years. Like, what am I going to do now? Well, yeah, and what's um, next for me? <laughs> yeah. What's next? And literally out of my mouth without even thinking of it popped out. I'm going to India to become a yoga teacher. And my mom was like, you're what? Everybody was like, this is the craziest thing. It's not like I went to yoga a lot. Like I went to one class a week. So it was like, not like I was this like yogi. Super yogi. Yeah. Yeah. No, like not at all. Um, but it was like the kind of writing was on the walls. Like I had started going to meditation circles. I'd been getting into astrology. You know, I had been, I'd started going to like this healer woman who told me I needed to, training Reiki and I'd done that. So like all these little things were happening, but I felt like they were all separate things. And of course they were not separate. It was like mm. all connected. And um, I went to India for a month and ended up staying there for a year and a half and really having an amazing spiritual awakening, opening up my, like every chakra, I'm very in tune. I can read cards. I, all these gifts that I really never knew I had just kind of unfolded um i work with energy i work with space and um and i also worked with sound so with like Tibetan bowls and meditation and yoga obviously trained in yoga as well so um by the time i came back to ireland um i really had this like mary poppins bag of all these kind of tools <laughs> and modalities um, and I just started up a practice teaching yoga, helping people release trauma and anxiety from their bodies, I kinesiology, like lots of different things that I kind of interwoke together. And what happened was so interesting because at the same time, and it's just that, that thing when the student's ready, the teacher appears for me, mm. very, very always happens. But um, I had clients coming to me, and I would be, and I would be saying to them, oh, What's going on in your bedroom? Tell me about your kitchen. They would look at me like I had 20 heads. Like, what are you talking about, Patricia? (laughs) Like, we're working on something that happened to me when I was seven years of age. And I'm like, I know, but there's something, like... So I would be sending them off to like declutter this or look at this or work on the energy of this and, and in their homes. Um, and at the same time, I had just moved into a new apartment and was like really on the work to call in my soulmate. I was like, this is, this is my higher calling. Like I'm loving my career. I'm very happy with what I'm doing now. Now next is, is the love. Like I really want to bring that piece in. So mm-hmm. I got a new apartment and I feng shuied it with everything I remembered for love. Mm. And very quickly I met my husband um, and when I got to his house for the first time and um, he gave me the tour around um, he had built it. So it's like, you know, it's, it was pretty amazing. He's like showing me there and we got to his bedroom and he was like, this, yeah, this is my bedroom, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh yeah. And in my back of my head, he's like, he's feng shui this. this. So unknown to me, he had been into feng shui in his twenties as well. So he had set it all up for love, had like a spare dressing gown, had spare, had like two, ta- two lamps, two lockers, like, and based- our bedrooms were like so similar. It was kind of crazy. And um, so Whoa. that was when we both were like, there's something to this. Let's do more. So we dived deeper, both of us um, trained to be like feng shui experts. Um, and then everybody was like, how did you find love? How are you making more money? Why is this changing in your life? And I'm like, well, it's the feng shui, blah, blah, blah. I can do it for you. And literally my old clients then became my feng shui clients. And that's how it unfolded. And it's this, it's this um, I suppose at that time I had done so much inner work and I had really forgotten the fact that like our environment has a dramatic impact on our lives. And as people and clients were coming to me, they were doing incredible healing and clearing and releasing. Like It was just so powerful. But they were going back to a house that still had that trauma in it, that still had those memories, that was blocking their success in some shape or form because it was really aligned with their old energy. Um, And that's, for me, was like, okay, hang on a minute, why don't I start working with the house first, and then let's do the inner work. So... Um, I have clients come up with come to me at different stages so some of them have been on the personal development journey for a long time and they're like what the hell is going on and I'm like well if your house hasn't been um, upgraded energetically um, it's going to be holding you back and vice versa the people who haven't done any personal development they're feeling really stuck or blocked in their lives like their bank account is like constantly empty they're arguing with their partners they can't attract love they're just so stuck um, and their house is kind of keeping them that way so it's a it's a beautiful journey to witness the transformation the change and you know for me it's all the feel-good stories like I have clients who've like met their husbands I have clients who have like has great success in their business clients who had babies you know so it's it's a really fulfilling beautiful process that is completely you know if you told me 10 years ago Patricia, you're going to be like on a podcast talking about feng shui I'd be like <laughs> Like no way. And you're this wrong' is yeah. you're, you're wrong. Like <laughs> that may be for someone over there, but that's not Patricia. Um, like completely completely different life. Um, but yeah, here I am. and that's that's how I got here. <laughs> that is so crazy. So if someone is having problems energetically in their home,
0: <clears throat> me, um, you don't does it mean that you What's have that? to move or you just have to no. change your space?
1: this is the best thing about feng shui. I have never told anyone to move. We've had like Mm. thousands of clients. I've never told anyone to move house. There are maybe some things that are like little red flags, but we can still work with the energy of what you've got. And for me, it's about really being practical. You know, there's lots of guidelines or you might like find a post that says like, don't make sure your bed can see the door and this and this and don't have it with the door opening and there's like 80 99 of bedrooms are designed the only one place there's only one place the bed is going to fit and for right. me that's like okay that's we just have to live with that and let's see what we can do on another layer with feng shui you know right. so it's not about like i'm dread i'm jinxed for life because my bed is like this i'm like no and most of the time i like, i not get i can care where your couch is you know people message me like is it okay if like i put my bin here and i'm like as long as you empty your bin right and it's not like creating stagnant energy it's fine you know it's like really I really want to make it as practical as possible and bring it into a place where it's not this thing that's really weird and hard to do and that once there's one thing that's wrong it's like it's all wrong it's not like that at all and um feng shui has so many different layers that we can work on and uh, that's the fun thing for me is that like oh okay well that's not quite Ideal, but let's do something else that we can make even better in this area. You know, I, I love that. Um, the The way that I kind of stumbled upon
0: this, and th- this is you, what you said earlier: when when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Right. So this is why I think it's so divine about how we aligned um, in this conversation. Was so the d- the day before that I had gotten your your guest inquiry. I don't really even know how I went down this rabbit hole. You know, it's like one click leads to another click. Um, Probably about eight years ago, one of my friends was living abroad and uh, they were in the military and she had sent home to us some of these, statues. You know, I had no idea what they are. She was like, to me, they look like lions. Um, and for, she's like, Oh, they're good luck. Um, you know, put them somewhere. They're like protectors. I'm like, okay. Like, I don't, I don't know. I've never thought about them in depth, right? Through every move, these little statues have sat in the same spot, like up on a window. Sill. Yeah. and, um, Long story short, this particular window in my house always get taps on it. And I've been told from a medium that is one of my friends who passed away in high school. When in high school he used to always tap on my window. So then we start hearing these taps on our kitchen window. Never thought anything of it. You know, I hear that, the statues are there. Yeah. Don't think anything of it. Um and so that day one of my friends had sent me something about these statues, and I was like, oh my gosh those are in my house. Like I've, I've seen those. So I go to look them up. And, um, as I'm looking, it's like all these different feng shui things. And it's start, start talking about like tortoises and turtles. And we have yeah. a, a tortoise, a wild gopher tortoise that walks into our home, like weekly on the regular. Like I've never heard of anyone else says this. And um I've always thought like it was kind of interesting because the door that it walks through is in our backyard. So it comes through our backyard. And on the left side of that door is kind of we have um corner shelves that go up and there's pictures of Mm -hmm. loved ones that have passed. And on the right side of that door is where we have these Chinese figurines, the lions, um, in that windowsill. And I'm like, and here comes this tortoise walking through and I'm like what does this mean? (laughs) I was like, this has to mean something. (laughs) So as I'm like lost in the sauce, like reading all things feng shui, then I get your email. I'm like, okay, I just know. Like, this is the thing. I'm not sure what this (laughs) thing is yet, but you know, the universe is telling me. So Then I download your, your free download, which is amazing for anyone who, um, after this needs, needs to just know more, definitely go onto the website and grab this download. And you said that the Southeast part of your home holds, uh, is the prosperity area of your home. So yesterday Mm -hmm. I I whip out my compass on my phone and I followed it to the Southeast corner and lo and behold, it's my office. And as a work from home entrepreneur, this would seem to me like a really good thing. But I've never Mm -hmm. felt a creative energy in that room. In fact, Mm -hmm. most days I find myself wanting to go to the kitchen or the living room. So how can we ensure that our workspace is in alignment with what we're trying to achieve?
1: yes oh my god this is a great question so there's kind of two layers to this and um, first of all um that is so cool yeah, <laughs> I it? love it I love it I love it and um, so 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 cool and like yeah to- tortoises are like so connected and like it's all just so like these feng shui signs and symbols going come towards it and yeah totally aligned so it's fabulous um, and in terms of yeah so um your prosperity area is the southeast area of your part your home and that's for everybody and I love that you just like whipped out your your compass on your phone. Yes, we have compasses on our phones these days and you can find the southeast area. Um and you know you're it's like, oh it's great that my office is there. Honestly, if your prosperity area happens to be your toilet, like don't panic. Like some people come to me and they're like, I'm doomed, my, <laughs> is my toilet. And I'm like keep it clean, keep the toilet seat down, keep the doors of your toilet closed, like, you know, make, bring some fresh flowers in, make it feel like abundant, you know, mm. um, that will make a difference. So it's really about like, that's one perspective. And the nice thing of, as I said about feng shui is there's many layers. So for me, feng shui is like um, acupuncture for your home. And your home is like a person. So the windows of your home like, are the eyes. You can see out, you can see in, you can see where you're going. It's that whole, the, the front door is the mouth of your home. Um, and then just like uh, our bodies, our heart has its job doing its thing and so do our lungs. That's what we're talking about with the different areas. So the mm. southeast area of your home is your Is the prosperity area and that's doing its thing for prosperity. So you don't have to sit in your prosperity area to like get rich, you know, like that's not the point. You know, you don't have to like like tell your heart, like, beat, beat, beat. Like that's what it's doing. Like it's got its job. Um, But there's different things. So, first of all, in your prosperity area, you want to make sure that it's as clean and as clear and like, and that's the kind of surface level um, feng shui is like making sure that it's nice and clear. Um, And then bringing in things just like I mentioned, of the toilet, like that make it feel abundant. So, you know, that will be a great place to have some nice fresh flowers or some plants, something that represents upward growth and um, something that makes you feel abundant, you know, so it could be a picture of like, um, you know, a field of poppies or that, that's a sense of like nature and flowers and abundance. Um, then what happens is there's another like, hidden layer. It's like the invisible layer. So if you go to an acupuncturist, they'll look at you and go, okay, you look fine. So it'll be just like me looking at your, your office and be like, yeah, this looks fine. You know, great. Um, and that, But then they're like, oh, let me just check your and You're like, well, I haven't been sleeping for 10 days. Like, And then they're like, oh, okay, well, this is what it is. I need to do this. And that's invisible. Like, mm. You can't see what they're doing. They can put the needles in. And that's what we do when I'm working with a, um, with a client um, is actually give them kind of the, the underlying diagnosis of the energies that are going underneath. So that's what could be going on in your office, that you're kind of like, this is a prosperity area. It's probably good that it's here, but actually maybe it's not that happy. Like maybe it's not that happy and you're like, oh, actually I'm kind of more drawn to the kitchen or the living room to work because it's not as, you know, and you'll naturally feel that. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of one part of it. Now, the other part of that is like, and that's, that's a, um, a like beyond um, like a podcast interview. It's very much like we need lots of information about your house, like your floor plans, pictures, you know, your compass. Like we analyze your home from many different aspects. And, and that's kind of the misunderstood part again about feng shui is that they think, oh, I just got to move this couch here and put this flower here and this frog here and it's, I've, I've feng shui'd. And I'm like, oh, no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not that. But you can do that. You can do those things. Like you can get yourself set up. So um I'm so glad that you got my guide. If you didn't see, you, you scroll down further on my website, there is actually a guide to help you set up your office for success as oh, well. Oh, didn't um, see that. And- there you go so (laughs) yeah so there's a guide to setting up your office now when it comes to your office space it's really important especially like this is why I love talking to people who work from home because I'm like oh my god you have a double whammy opportunity because not only is like working in the feng shui going to be good for you and your business but it's also for everyone who lives in your house like it's the ripple effect for everyone in the house and and for your harmonious relationships and all of the good things um So setting up your office is another kind of part of this. This is really about making sure that you have a nice office chair, you know, that where you do sit and... Honestly, there's many different, you know, there's different places that people like the ideal place to sit and all this. The two of my main sticklers really are where you sit for your work, mm-hmm. um, if you can see the door and you have a wall behind you. Um, and one of the main reasons for this is, um, years ago, I, I I did a consult in a lady in a lady's office, and she was the CEO, and her husband was the COO. And when you walked into their office, you opened the door, and first thing you saw was her chair and her back and her off at her desk like pushed up against the wall. And her husband was sitting over in the far corner with his back to the wall. Um he had space in front of him and he could see the door. And it was like the two of them were like working in different businesses. It was so fascinating because he was like, oh, it's great. And she I was just like, do you feel overwhelmed? That everyone comes to you and you can't, you feel like you're going nowhere. She burst out crying because literally the contrast in their situations in their office just showed me what was going on for both of them. Like he, he could see what was coming for him and everything. She was literally in the dark because she couldn't see what was coming at her mm. everything came and landed on her shoulders so she felt so overwhelmed because she had her back to the door and it was literally coming straight at her and her desk was like pushed against the wall which is kind of pushing up against nothing you know there's you're she's going nowhere there's no space for expansion right. so I know there's probably people listening here and they're like oh no like I doomed. I can't change my desk blah 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 so I am going to give you some suggestions because this is what I'm about I'm like let's find the best sold solution right um ideal scenario is that you are like that husband that you have a wall behind you you can see the door and you have some space before you um, the next layer of that would be like okay you can't um you can't uh for example uh, sit with the wall behind you the with a wall behind you um, okay what can you do well at the desk at that woman's desk you could i could have a small mirror for her to be able to sit and see what was coming. So she had a small mirror on her desk. She could have this kind of like advanced notice. It wasn't a sense of like, how, where did that come out of? It's like, oh, okay. And then next case would be like, rather than having her in like a small little, like little chair, it's like, a nice strong I am the boss chair. and um, I was on TV um a few months ago in San Diego and um they had so much fun with their interviewing me because I was like I oh, need an I am the boss chair and the two um the two the two um uh r- r- um interviewers or the two Our ladies yeah. yeah presenters the hosts they were like both like arguing over their desks it was so funny on their chairs <laughs> and yours is an I am the boss I'm the boss so this, I am the boss chair, like who's the boss in this, in this, in this business? Like, you know, and I oftentimes, especially when I, I've seen this, um, from working from home or for work, people who work from home is that, you know, you've moved from working maybe in corporate or having an office somewhere else to in business and work. And then you come back to home and you like, take this like tiny little corner of your house and you're like, Oh, I'm just going to like fit, try and squeeze myself in here. And you know, this small part of my home is going to be about for my office and it's not made important enough. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, so your business isn't that important? Like that you have proper space, that it feels inspiring. Right. I'd like you to pretend like Lauren, you have your own office, pretend that you had clients come to visit you, pretend that you were in, be doing your podcast in your, in your office. And that would change your entire philosophy about how you would create that space. You have inspiring, maybe, you know, maybe you do, I do, maybe you don't. But like, if you were thinking like, if someone was to come to my office today, what would I want? What's the first impression I would want them to feel about me and my business that you're mm. professional that you um, have that you're inspiring that your business is growing that you're like you know that you've got your crap together you know what nice. I mean and that's where you want your office to be and, and like honestly that will have a absolutely huge impact just totally like the fact that you change that kind of perspective of like, yes, I am the CEO of my business. Yes, I deserve a great chair. Yes, I want to be able to see the door. Yes, I need like my mission statement up on the wall and some pictures of my team together and inspirational books, you know, make the space become and be a sanctuary for your business.
0: Oh, I love that. That's powerful those are a lot of great tips that you've just provided. And yeah. it is, it's so true. Like there, there's this part of me and, and anyone who works from home can relate to this. It's you almost sometimes need that separation of space because, you know, yeah. I sometimes feel like, oh, I just sat at the kitchen table all day working, but now I have to go make dinner. Like I've literally been in the kitchen mm-hmm. all day. And it's like, where was that separation yeah. of work and just home life? And that's where my office comes into play. But when I sit back there, I'm like, do do do. You do? <laughs> what can I do today? <laughs> you know, just like almost as if my brain's not working. And as I, as I'm thinking about that space, I'm like, no, it does not reflect what, what I would want a client walking in to see. No, it doesn't. So that has definitely given me yeah. some food for thought. Absolutely. Okay
1: that and and just on that boundaries thing you know there are some people that need to work that the only place they can work from is the kitchen table or the only right. place they can put a fit a desk is in their bedroom and you know what it's not ideal but work what you've got I've had clients who especially for example if they do work with their kitchen table I'm like right well, that's totally fine but you need to change the the actual outlook of it so if you're mm-hmm. sitting down at your desk for your work day you need to put like stuff on you're like, make it feel like okay, this is my work things. You pack it all away, and then when it comes to dinner time, you put out placemats, you put nice flowers, you make it feel different. So it's like this clear boundary between this is my work and this is my um, the off time. Um, again, if it's in your bedroom, I've had clients literally write on a piece of paper closed and put it on their desk, yeah. <laughs> like so it's like, it's like cut off of like this like even if it's like like that an energetic boundary it's like your clients will feel it I remember one woman telling me like I was just like so do you get clients I was like her bed her desk was like right outside her bedroom and I was like so you get messages all night long And she was like yeah and I was like okay first of all you need to get your phone out of your side of your bedroom (laughs) and second of all like when you're going to bed, just when you finish your day's work, just get a little clothesline and put it on the desk. Because when you walk past it, at night, and then you're like, I'm closed, I'm off now. Mm. And it's that creating these boundaries, like, or just putting a little, a scarf over your desk. If it's somewhere that you see regularly, put a scarf over it. So you're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not on.
0: Right. Oh, that's a great tip. I used to have my my desk in my bedroom and I was like, yeah, no, I, I can't do this. <laughs> that was that was definitely a, a pain point for me, but that is a great tip to just, it's almost like letting the universe know too, like, hey, we're done here. We're, yeah. we're done. Yeah. So we've covered our home and business, but you talked about in the beginning, you know, attracting your mate. So what do we need to do in order to manifest our ideal love life with feng shui?
1: Um, this is like so fun. So, um, when I think about my bedroom, like I'm not an actually tidy person. I'm actually going to be doing a challenge soon. That's like showing my underwear door. And I'm like, my underwear isn't folded into like neat squares. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that is not me. Um, I'm not an actually tidy person. So I did make a commitment though, to make my bedroom become a sanctuary, become a space that was like, really inviting and really positive you know so um i got all got rid of all my books out of it i made it feel like a place that was really a place for rest and romance and relaxation so just like looking around your bedroom and seeing like what's here that is not like restful like do i like have my work papers with me in bed like you know that's not good for any relationship whether in a relationship or out of relationship um you know, having your work stuff in your bedroom, like you're sleeping with your business. You know, you're not going to call someone in if you're literally with that, or even your phone. If you work from your phone, I'm, I'm do so much work from my phone. I can't have it in my bedroom or I will just like not sleep, you know, get an alarm clock, you know, create those boundaries. Um, and then in the bedroom, like think in pairs. So have a look around your bedroom and say like, okay, what what is in here? Does this? Do I have a picture of a single woman up here in the wall? I have had so many clients who have I've been to their bedrooms or I've been seeing their uh, their rooms on Skype or Zoom, and I'm like, what is that picture? And then it's like, oh, that's a picture of a couple. Oh, and there's a man to the side, and I'm like, so there's always like a third person in your relationship. <gasps> yes. Oh. Or this, oh my God, super super creepy one. Um, was a client who 12 years. Her friends had been saying to her, like, or she had been saying to her friends, do I have mistress, like, written across my forehead? Why is it only married men, like, are interested in me? Um, so go figure, in her bedroom, for the 12 years, had been a picture of a single woman, but it was a picture that Van Gogh had painted of his mistress. <gasps> Stop it. Oh my gosh. No, I can't, I honestly my imagination is not as good as this <laughs> The stories I have, like seriously. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I, I I have some friends especially you know and and this happens I think just in life, but you go through relationships and sometimes you you're given um different things from past boyfriends, girlfriends and then you just hold on to them. It is that sometimes maybe energetically not helping to hold on to those, to those pieces, like a a hoodie or a ring that they gave you is, is that, could that be damaging?
1: Yes. Mm. (laughs) Um, I would say like, honestly, this is, and I've had rings in the past. I had gorgeous, like diamond rings. And one day, I was just like, that's said, I'm just gonna let it go. I'm just gonna give it to the first person I start talking to. And I happened to have tea with my friend. I opened my wallet and I opened my bag, and there was the ring. And I'm like, oh, I did say I was gonna be the first person. It's like, does this fit you? Wow. <laughs> she put it on, and she put it on. She's like, oh yeah, it does. And I was like, oh great, keep that. And she was like, what? And I and I was like, no, it's fine. And then a, a day or two later, she rang me and she's like, Trisha, this has diamonds in it. And I'm like, yeah yeah uh, she's like what and I'm like yeah it's fine like do you lo-? I said do you like it she's like yeah I was like great great um I'm not meant to have this because um energetically it is like literally holding on to that that old relationship and mm. if you if, if you just even think about it um you have like this new partner and he's like over at your house and he's having tea and you've got this like old sweater there and you're like wearing he's like oh where'd you get that sweater and she's like oh it's my ex-boyfriend's like, seriously, how right. would you feel?
0: Right.
1: You know, and that's just like, and that's the same as like old love letters. And it's really just about letting go. And by you letting go of those things, you're saying to the universe, actually, I'm ready for this new person now. Um, mm. And it can be, it can really, they can come up in the, the like I've had clients find the bizarrest things still they have like years later. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I just found this. And you're like, yeah, because now you're ready. You know, it's just like that lady with the painting the Van Gogh painting, it's like, now you're ready. You know, it's like, don't be like, I've had this picture for 12 years here. It's like, no, it's like the universe is like, it's time now, you know, you're moving to the next phase. I've had clients, oh my God, like one lady, I walked around her house and found these love hearts. You know, you can buy these nice little love hearts with like sayings on them, or yeah. like weaker ones. And um, I just walked around her house and I'm like, oh my God, I count 18 hearts on their own. Mm. Like one heart, individual hearts, lonely hearts. I was like, this is like lonely hearts club. Yeah, <laughs> and she was like oh and I'm like pair them up like bring the two hearts together wow that
0: makes so much sense as you were saying the, the ring thing I, I kind of had a flashback my my parents divorced when I was <clears throat> in high school and my mom would wear a ring um <clears throat> excuse me uh, she would wear a ring that would sometimes I, I, it wasn't her wedding ring by any means but it was just a ring that my dad had given her at one point in life you know uh, long marriage, oh, yeah. and um, she was on a cruise for work, uh, and the, a woman walked up to her. and I, If I'm remembering right, just kind of like grabbed her hand. Of course, she was a healer in some way. I'm not really sure her connection, but um, yeah. grabbed her hand and just like told my mom she had very strong hands. And when she grabbed her hand that had the ring on it, she like was like, <gasps> you know untlers like you need to take this ring off uh immediately like you're blocking yourself she had no idea it didn't, wasn't the wedding ring so my mom took the ring off and the next day it was like she found her next partner uh you know short term but still it was no like way. allowed her to move forward past pass mm-hmm. a divorce in a way. So she told me that. Yeah. Like, Whoa, that's powerful.
1: <laughs> I have like shiver I have shivers all over my body because this stuff really works. And, you know, the thing is it's like that's and that's my favorite thing about Feng Shui is that like you don't even have to believe in it for it to work. And I have so many clients who um, like mostly women who sign up with me and then do my program, but then their husbands are a little bit like, Oh, dubious. But once they start getting the jobs or getting the windfalls or the pay rises, they're like, I don't know why you've been doing, but I like, keep doing it. You know, right. they really change their shoes, you know? And it's that like sense of like this stuff works. You don't need to believe in it for it to actually work. Just do, you know, do what I say. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And just try it. I love it. Patricia, you've given us so many great tips. Where can our audience go to learn more about you and feng shui and just how to implement this in their lives?
1: Yeah. So you can come to patricialohan.com and, um, that's where you've just told, I have this five sneaky ways that your home could be sabotaging your bank account. Um, so that's there. And I also have the guide about feng shui for your office and how to get your office set up correctly. There's loads more than what I kind of touched on today, but just to get you started. Um, and I'm also on Instagram. I share tips and insights. I have, um, a Facebook group called Dream Life and Biz Creators Group. You'll find it all on my website um, and I do weekly live q and so people can submit their questions and I just do a Q&A answering whatever questions you have. I would prefer um, feng shui questions to be answered by me as opposed to Google um, yeah. because sometimes it can be really inaccurate and then I'm like, oh, and they're like, I read this and I'm like, stop reading Google, just ask me the question. <laughs> I will answer the question. Like, yeah. I would prefer to answer it and know that I'm giving you the right the right support. So yeah, right. PatriciaLohan.com, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll see you over there. That will be amazing.
0: Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're so full of light and wisdom. I've loved learning from you. And I'm going to go nerd out
1: on some feng shui and go through your website today. I think that's my task today. <laughs> I love it. Oh, thank you so much. Well, this has been a pleasure. I'm just so grateful for you to be open to this and to sharing this with everyone. Um, It's a really powerful practice. And um, everyone go and do some implementing. Thank love you it. so much. Thank you.
0: I have to say that shortly after this conversation was recorded, Patricia launched a five-day feng shui challenge, which I took part of and holy cannoli, what a game changer in my life. I realized I was holding on to too much stuff and I don't even have hoarder tendencies. I don't like clutter, but I was holding on to things that no longer made me feel good and didn't even align with my space. So while my home is not 100% feng shui, shuied out? I don't really know what to say with that. I'm not 100% feng shuied. I don't know. The small shifts that I've already taken through her challenge and other advice that she gave within this episode has created positive change and I am so down for that. If you want to learn more about feng shui and connect with Patricia further, go to her website and social channels. I have linked that all on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. If something resonated with you in this week's episode, share it with me. I'm everywhere on social media, at MindBizLife. I'll see you back here next week for another episode, but until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.